up, nerds? Welcome to a new episode of One Shot. I am, of course, the notorious podcast usurper known as Super Dylan, and the pronouns you should be using for me are she, he, and they. For the next few episodes of this show, I will be leading a few of my friends through a game called Critters and Concrete by Emily Conklin, a game where shapeshifters, who can only turn into your various invasive species, must save their neighborhood. Let's meet our cast and get into it. Heroes, I'm Dylan, and I'm so excited, super jazzed to be running this episode of One Shot. I have been joined by some of my favorite people on the planet to play a game of Critters in Concrete over the next few episodes with you, and I'm so excited. I want to share these beautiful, wonderful souls with you and share how exciting and cool and interesting they are. Mills, can you please introduce yourself, tell us who you are, your pronouns, what you do in the space, and then I have a question for you. Okay, so I'm Mills, or Amelia. You can find me most places at AmeliaSom or by going to links.ameliasom.com. Pronouns, they, any, just keep it fresh, keep it funky, keep it cool and light. And yeah, you can find me hijacking unprepared casters on occasion. I DM and play in the podcast Guildfellows. And then anytime uh, people ask me to guest on things, if I have free time, I usually say yes. So I am just around the internet and one day I will make TikToks again. <laughs> so, so looking forward to it. I can't say it enough. Literally, your arc on unprepared casters was one of the best of all time. Uh, an absolutely incredible feat of storytelling. You're remarkable. Thank you. Very important question for you that is tangentially related to the story we're going to get into, which is what unappreciated or underappreciated animal are you the unofficial hype man slash PR manager for? Okay. So I think <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a reptile phase. I mean, who did it? Yeah. So um, I really like rattlesnakes and I feel like rattlesnakes get a really bad rap because uh, on account of their poisonous and dangerous and people also, sure. snakes just have such a bad PR. They're, they're known for like being evil and there's a whole garden of Eden mess, all this nonsense. And I feel like they literally didn't do anything wrong. And my favorite thing about rattlesnakes is that they literally warn you. They are there. It is hard to to miss. They make so much noise and they're just minding their own business. They're trying to eat. And I feel like carnivores in general, people are upset. They're like, oh my gosh, they're eating a little baby bird. I'm like, that's nature. Do you want the rattlesnake to starve? Because then it's going to be sad and its little babies aren't going to eat. Right. So I will, I will ride or die for just about any snake on this green earth. But rattlesnakes specifically, I just, I just think they're neat. I like a little maraca. Rattlesnakes, I think, suffer from a condition known as being introduced second in every nature documentary. Mm -hmm. So, like, we meet, like, the little, like, yeah. like mouse critter We meet first. the cute little bunny, and then don't get me wrong, meet that's adorable. The rattles yeah. We, yeah, we never a rattlesnake isn't going to eat the tomatoes in my garden. So, we can be besties. <laughs> I did not know you cared about that so much, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know this about you now. Yeah, no, I started growing a lot of things recently and these freaking bunnies, I'm getting pissed off, not gonna lie. <laughs> They're eating all my shit. They don't know boundaries. You know what knows boundaries? A rattlesnake. It will shake if you get close. It has its little corner. It's never in the way and it doesn't mess with my flowers. <laughs> and we, we now love rattlesnakes for that. We do. <laughs> Matthew, my, my angel, the most beautiful person in the world. Can you please tell the listeners who you are, your pronouns, what wonderful, amazing things you do? And uh, then I will have the same question for you. Hello, beautiful, wonderful people. There you go. We have to always do it. Uh, hi, how's it go going? My name is Matt, Captain Quail and all things. Pronouns are they, he. We love that they. Let's keep up that energy. <laughs> I can be found everywhere as Captain Quail. If you go on a social media, if I have it and you type in Captain Quail and if I come up, if it comes up, then yes, it's me. If it doesn't, then I don't have it. I primarily, aside from doing a lot of other TTRPG nonsense, I uh, GM The Atomless, which is a little sci-fi, little Starfinder show that our beautiful, wonderful uh, Dylan is also a primary cast member of. It's like a 
it's just a normal actual play, but then I take it and I take away all the mechanics talk and we add music and uh, sound effects and little pew pews and it's just basically like a slightly, it's like an improvised audiobook is what I tell anyone who doesn't know what TTRPGs are. <laughs> That's it's a beautiful explanation. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody recently said it was a nice blend of an actual play and an uh, audio drama, and I think that that is the most mm, spot on. That's it. The Audible subscription is coming. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what under or unappreciated animal are you the, the, the PR manager for? So, I've thought long and hard about this. <laughs> I'm 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 shooting my shot with slugs. I think slugs definitely get a super bad rap because they they eat a lot of flowers and a lot of plants. Yeah, that's but why. But they're also they're also just <laughs> Okay. Hey, listen, you know what? I've never been more like I've never known my position on an on a creature more than I know slugs because of that exact reaction. People look at snails, they're like, oh my god, they're so cute, they have a little house. Do you know what slugs don't have? They just, they, they, they just, they let, I also, I, it's genuinely not proven to me that they are different. I think that slugs are teenage snails that have yet to get a mortgage. No, that, that is feels what right. I am. That yeah, feels right. Exactly. And we know animals. Everything correct. on this podcast is biologically 100% sound. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Don't Google anything we say. Don't worry about it. No, None just of go business. off of what we're saying. Like, why would we lie to you? There's just no reason to do that. That sounds silly. Um, People want to go on the internet and tell lies? <laughs> no. It's never happened before. Not anyway, slugs are, slugs are snails that decide to just like strike out on their own and there's nothing I respect more than an underdog and I think that slugs are the <laughs> primary underdog of everything that lives. Thank you so much. I love it. It's very curious that you say that and then had slugs try to kill us on the Atomless, but I... But- that's not yeah, because they're underdogs. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Great, good, nice, <laughs> nice to know that about you, James, my dear. Please, for for everyone here listening who clearly does not know who you are and what you do, please tell us who you are, your pronouns, and all of the wonderful things about you. Hello, heroes. I'm James D'Amato. Pronouns he, him. But the way I do it, it's not that boring. I am known for running. Around 500 episodes of the One Shot Podcast. I also uh, have been on campaign for around eight years now. Um, Nope, nine years. Goodness. Uh, I have been GMing for four of those years for the Campaign Skyjacks podcast, and I think that is a lovely show that I encourage everybody to check out. But if you're listening to this, you maybe already have. The last thing that you might know me from is I write the Ultimate RPG Guide series for Adams Media. We're selling those books in bookstores everywhere. You can walk into a Barnes & Noble. I will be up in the role-playing section there. I would be honored if you picked up one of those books. I'm, I'm very proud of, of most of them. Uh, so please <laughs> check those out. You should. Those are great books. Actually, before I ever knew you as a person, that book uh, has been on my shelf. The, the uh, ultimate RPG character backstory guide. I had to look at it to say the name because my memory it's is It's a long title great. and I didn't uh, choose it. So I don't mind <laughs> that we <laughs> called it out for that. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a great book. And I love to actually just like pull it out to brainstorm characters with people, often with no end goal in mind, just to riff about characters. It's a great, it's a great book. And James, what underappreciated or unappreciated animal are you the PR manager for? You know, I haven't thrown too much thought into this, but in the spirit of this game, as soon as this question came up, I had to think of the humble American possum. I say American or North American possum because I realize they have an animal called a possum in Australia that is much more attractive than our possum. If you Whoa, are... let's not body shame the possum. Ah, uh, well, no, that's going to be part of my defense. I kind of feel the, the North American possum has earned a little bit of body shaming. They do have big weird tails. Uh, They do have skull white faces with mouths full of horrible teeth. They look much more frightening and aggressive than they actually are. We have to think about playing possum. The fact that this is a creature that Mm. reacts to danger by just going, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I'm done. 
I felt so relatable that. though. Yeah, yeah, extremely relatable. Actually, I know it looks like it's <laughs> going to mess you up, and I'm sure if you get an opossum's face, there is a way to get it to mess you up. But most of the time, they're going to leave you alone. And the other thing is, these bad boys do not get rabies. Their core body temperature is too oh. cool for the rabies virus to survive. So if you are bit by an animal that eats trash, the possum, uh, uh, birds aside, the possum is one of your best bets for not having to go get rabies shots, which is a huge, huge bonus. And the last thing is they basically eat their body weight in ticks, like in an interval that would shock you. Like, I, I think it is like per week or something like that. And ticks are some of the most loathsome creatures that have ever graced our earth. I believe yeah. it's them and the orca whale that are competing uh, for yes. the top spot yeah. beneath <laughs> humanity. 5,500 larval ticks per week. Per week? Wow. Are you kidding me? That's wild. We, I... Like, <laughs> That's more ticks than I've ever eaten in my entire life. Yeah, I know, right? and yeah. not for lack of trying uh, for us all. Yeah. I, I I love that this question has come with so much defense of certain animals, but each answer has also come with a little bit of a like disdain for a completely different God, animal. God, it throws like, some shade. Yeah, like, God, liking some animals shade. is a zero hey, sum game. Bunnies. We have to keep the balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well fantastic we are about to play a game called critters and concrete critters and concrete is a two-page rpg by emily conklin with art by devin meinhardt and it was made for the winter werewolves game jam just a few months ago it uses lasers and feelings so we're going to be using d6 dice to play this game and we're going to create our characters and our city. The game is about playing shapeshifters living in a big city urban environment. The game kind of focuses on using togetherness, connections, and community to, to exist as shapeshifters that don't necessarily have a very powerful or strong uh, shifted form. So we're not dealing with uh, werewolves were the the typical lycanthropy that you might see. We might be pretty defenseless critters and we need each other in order to survive. So to create our characters, we first need to find a human form for our character. That could be some of the examples that the game gives are executive socialites, bartenders, artists, office workers, retiree, scoundrel, or just a kid. But of course, your mind's eye, whatever you see your human form being, is completely acceptable. And then we would go into our critter form. Does anybody have a thought towards their their human sona? We'll we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I wanted to be a bartender. I wanted someone who works up at, at night. Perfect. Mm. Do you have a thought to who your critter form is going to be? Well, initially I was going to go with uh, the opossum, but mm -hmm. I also don't, ah. I, I don't know if you want to double up. You felt very strongly about this, James. <laughs> <laughs> if, you would, if you would like to be opossum, I, I, please, seize, seize the day. Amazing, because I was going to name my character Sue Pom Pom. <laughs> Cute. He just Cute. uses the letters in impossible. I hope you're ready to eat a lot of larval ticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Which you will naturally find at a bar. So yeah. it's perfect, honestly. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> so for this game, you're going to choose your number anywhere from one to five. You get to choose this. But the choice comes with some implications. If you choose a higher number, it means you're going to be better at being a critter, meaning your instinct, speed, stealth, senses, nature sense are all going to be better and stronger. If you have a low number, it means you're better at concrete, which is your human-y skills like conforming, technology, understanding social cues and people, blending in, stuff like that. 
Um, I do have a question. Please. This is a one-page RPG, and we're, we're sort of setting up the lore as we go. Can <laughs> I have been a possum that gained a human form instead of a human that shifts <laughs> into a possum form? Because I love you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. Can, uh, under one condition. Yes. How? Did that happen? Did a human? <laughs> You're saying how? How did a human shift into a possum? Because Maybe I got that, no, that makes perfect logical sense. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. That happens all the time. Obviously, this possum got bit by an infected human. Okay, I was just checking. You I know, just, that's so valid. I just wanted to make sure... I wanted to have the image of this human biting a opossum. Maybe I actually know that I've thought about it. I've actually taken some time to think and reflect on my actions, right? And um, I think that it was a human who shifted into a possum that bit a possum that made that possum now able to shift into a human form. Love and that's it. why they're a bartender because it's just pouring things. It's not too hard and they're a really good listener. So, because they're they're still learning how to pass as human and are yeah. like struggling with that, fantastic, incredible. So, I'm curious what that means. Where we're gonna land on the number issue? Are you gonna go with having a higher critter number or a higher concrete number? Mm. I think I know, but. I assume I want a high critter number. That is, uh, yeah, okay. that feels right, feels good, feels organic. Okay. So if you were to choose five, which would be the highest critter number, it would mean that you would fail almost any, well, actually, uh, pretty much any concrete roll you made unless you had other connections to add to it. I think I'll go for a four. I, I've been trying to pass as human for a while and I will mm -hmm. simply just roll my dice really well. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hack people don't tell yeah. you when you're playing TTRPGs. You can do whatever you want. If you roll your dice really well, the stats don't matter. Yeah, just Ooh, roll them that's really my, well. I've actually never thought of that. That's such <laughs> no, a good tip. No, some people don't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's one weird trick. GMs hate them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have your human name. Mm-hmm which is Sue Pom Pom and an excellent name. Thank what you. do you, would you like to have a code name for your critter form or would you go by the same name? I think my critter form is probably Pom Pom Sue. Great. <laughs> that good. Perfect. Incredible. Do we have any pronouns in mind for Pom Pom Sue or Sue Pom Pom? I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to be using the same one. So, you know, just whatever. Whatever. Okay. We're going to go with any. Love it. Fantastic. And then what we need to also do, and this will give you the option of rolling additional dice as we go. You're going to describe three connections to anything in this city, people, places, other animals, organizations, things that you care about have a relationship to? I think there's this one exterminator that Sue Pom Pom is really, really fascinated by because uh -huh. they vastly incorrectly <laughs> interpret what exterminators do. They just know that they have a lot of bugs and they get all the bugs in one spot. Uh -huh. um, and so they really like that because uh, Sue Pom Pom loves to eat bugs. Yeah. I think there is... I'm going to say in, that Sue lives in this like tiny kind of shitty apartment complex that's right above the bar. And uh, there's a young kid who knows that Sue Pom Pom is, can turn into a possum and helps Sue learn how to be human. But like through the lens of like what a like 10 year old thinks an adult human is supposed to do. And sure. that's where they get most, most of their intel. And then I need one more connection. I think... There, I think the thing that they really like is in the human form, it's a lot safer to be outside during the day. So they go and do like that Tai Chi Pilates stuff in the park all of the time. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of like old ladies who see this young person there and they're all just besties. Oh my God. Oh, you have a little, a little uh, crunchy group. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. All right. Great. But what a what a colorful life 
this possum has found themselves <laughs> living. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so excited. Matt, Matt, do you have any thoughts on your human? What kind of human you'd like to, to be? Oh dear. I have been watching Succession recently. <laughs> I want to be oh so rich executive. I want to be like tippity top of the of the of the pyre. A real uh like a real moneymaker, an influencer, uh someone who can really make a, a lot of moves in the business world. Um but oh Beans, he wants to be a raccoon and eat trash so bad, and that's all he wants in his whole life. That's that's <sighs> their main goal is just to be a raccoon and eat trash. And this pure desire, like crystallized, hardened in his soul, um did did manifest in a way that made him become a raccoon to eat trash. Oh, so are you, are you telling me right now that you just wanted to be a raccoon so bad that the raccoon popped out of you? It was just so in his soul. It was so there. It was like already, <laughs> it was, it's just so, it was like palpable. Yeah. Um, yeah. This like secret desire that no one in his human life knows. People in his human life is like, ah, oh, that's Bigsby. He makes loads of money. And it's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's me, Bigsby. And then he walks down an alleyway and he's like, I just want to eat all the trash. Oh, God, my life is just, I'm so restricted by these human desires and needs. That's so crazy because I haven't seen Succession, but I'm pretty sure that's just Greg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is what it is. This is the show, Succession. I, I'm waiting. I'm only just started. This I'm is waiting the for most convincing argument that I've heard that I should watch this show. <laughs> I refuse to watch it, but... I will watch you reenact what I'm assuming is direct scenes yeah. from I'm gonna I'm gonna succession. be reenacting a lot of scenes yeah. from succession today. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited. I've been I've been training. So you 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 let loose a couple of other things here. Your raccoon is your critter form and your human mm -hmm. name is Bigsby. Do you have another name for your critter form or are you Bigsby at all times? Now, the problem is I do kind of want to go Bugsby, uh, but I might switch it to just Bug. Bug. Bug mm. is their oh. raccoon name mm. and Bigsby is their human name. Clever. Yeah. Clever. I like Bug. That's Thank a you. great little nickname. Um, I. <laughs> that's uh, fine. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> so the next part is to to choose what your number is going to be, where you're going to be on the critter to concrete scale of skill mm. on a one to five. Do you have a, a thought there? Now, the thing is, is I don't want to go down the classic uh, Matthew Eckberg <laughs> and Super Dylan route of making him very sad, uh, <laughs> of having it like... He wants so badly to be a raccoon. Just live free and and eat trash and nothing matters. Uh, but unfortunately, he can't quite make it. So he's at like a two. Yeah. I kind of, I feel like that's a bit too, that's a, it's a bit too upsetting. So I might pull him to like a very average three. Respectable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A three is, is very respectable and a, a very, very maintainable amount of sad. I think. Uh, yeah, so I you. think, yeah, I think we're doing good so far. Welcome to our very serious episode of <laughs> Critters, and, Critters Concrete. and Concrete, the saddest game. <laughs> what are three connections that Bigsby slash Bug might have in either world that they straddle? So I, I'm going to have uh, one people, uh, which is, I want to say like, a co-worker or boss someone that like really wants a lot out of bigsby um and and keeps like piling on human work really pushing them to like their limit and adding on the stress of the mun mundanity of the business lifestyle yeah i then want like another raccoon who they met on their first night and they are like they're very close. The raccoon doesn't understand business because they're a raccoon, but respects it and understands that 
hey, you gotta do what you need to do. I understand that that's your place in the world, and 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 you, I'll always be here for you when you turn into a raccoon, and we can go on our little nighttime adventures. Okay. <laughs> and an organization, I think, would be the last one, which is the organization that Bigsby works for. And I think it might be fun to have the organization that Bigsby's really, really like up top in is like a waste management company. Great. Something that just has a lot of supply and demand for trash that Bigsby oh so desperately wants to eat and be in and around and like really get all into the action. This is this is actually kind of torturous it's like you know that what's that that saying when you're like stranded on the ocean like like water water everywhere and not a drop to drink uh, you're, yes. you're like surrounded by trash but none of it That's is it. for you yeah. to eat yeah but i'm so sad for they have a but... uh, they have an office window that looks out onto the piles <laughs> this like wormhole of trash that they have <laughs> they're swirling around and it's just constantly it's, uh, sweating <laughs> yeah yes, i like to think that no one else wants that office that faces the trash heap but you were like first in line yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i'll take it much like Hades looking over Tartarus. I know in no way is that related, but I, I feel like it was a fun little soundbite that I wanted to chuck out there. So, others to a treasure Hades really possess. wants to be dead, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Oh, fantastic. James, do you have any thoughts on your human form? What yeah. you'd like to be? I'm my character's name is Gaffield Adonis Hesiv. Um he is a former child actor on the Disney Channel. He did uh, three seasons of a fairly popular Disney Channel sitcom before he, like, the show got canceled, in part because his character definitely tanked the show. He sort of came in to play, like, one of those very big, annoying characters to inject new life into the show, and it really just strangled the life out of it. Uh, yeah. And... For that reason, he really hasn't been able to have a career after that. However, mm. it's running in Disney syndication. He's able to comfortably uh, afford a studio apartment um, in, I'm assuming, Los Angeles, because I, I brought in this Hollywood angle to it. So he he just sort of lives his life being able to like just afford things. But every time he tries to get a different job, people immediately connect him with his character and therefore despise him, especially because there's a TikTok sound that uses one of his character's catchphrases. And so it's like oh. real, like it was fading away. It, it looks like you might have a life. Uh, and that no, gone. Nothing. Yep. This is why they're going to ban the app. And he's not even that good an actor. Uh, the reason that he got the job in the first place is his grandfather or his great great grandfather invented gaffer's tape. So he Adonis Hesive. Yeah, he's actually named after uh, his his grandfather, Gaffield Adonis Hesive. He's like Gaffield Adonis Hesive, the 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 fourth oh or whatever. Um, so he like has enough money to live but like not super well um and he he's you know for, free spirit, spirited otherwise but he thinks his life is very hard and he would go out and walk along the beach uh and see the beautiful gulls uh that that would fly over the water stealing french fries from people and think that right there that is life little did he know one of those gulls was looking back at him and thinking exactly the same thing. And what happened? They were struck by lightning while eating French fries and they <laughs> swapped bodies. Uh, and at which point the gull learned an important lesson about human life and how difficult and challenging it can be. And Gaffield learned nothing about being a gull. So while the gull eventually went back to a life uh, as a gull, Gaffield spends half of his time in a gull's <laughs> body because he still has not learned any lesson and he thinks it's just much easier to be a bird. Oh my God. I've never, I will say this right now. I have never heard of a body swap where one person <laughs> got to complete the goal. This goal really <laughs> figured it out. Really figured it out. And quite quickly. And Gaffield, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It would be a very, very different body swap 
movie. I would love. It's to like see... a real Prince and the Popper situation where the prince, uh, the the popper really wouldn't have a lesson to learn. It's like, oh, actually, it is much better to be the prince. Uh, yeah. Before oh, I was <laughs> trying to survive, and now I don't have to do that. Yeah. So this is way better. <laughs> I'm not dying of cholera. This just lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get to eat whatever. Welcome to the mid-roll, gamers. Did you know that you can catch the One-Shot Network at Gen Con this year? There are going to be live editions of both System Mastery and Skyjacks. For more details, please check the show notes. You'll find everything you need to know. We do ask that anyone attending One-Shot Network shows at conventions this year, please wear a mask. It is a basic courtesy, and it keeps our performers, staff, and the other attendees safe. Thanks, and I hope that we see you there. When in seagull form, do you go by a different name, or is it always Gaffield Adonis? Seagulls don't have names. Okay. What, what, are a silly question, what a silly yeah, question. Yeah, you're, free. That egg on my face, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. They don't talk to each other. If one gets close enough to the other's french fries, they scream. Um, yeah. And no, possums, easier. they talk. And they yeah. talk shit. <laughs> possums have a lot hey, to but say. But seagulls, they don't have to maintain a brand, all right? It's great. So true. It's great. <laughs> it's true. I think I heard, but are we going, what, what are pronouns for Gaffield Adonis? Uh, Gaffield is going to be he, him. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) An oldie but a goodie. And then I would love to hear about three connections that you have uh, to the world environment people around you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, (laughs) uh, For people, I'm going to go with any Disney Channel star that Dylan can think of. We're just going to say immediately Gaffield knows and is very familiar with. As far as animals i think there are like the seagulls down by the boardwalk no uh i guess there aren't boardwalks in the west coast i I, i'm east coasting it too much the seagulls down by the beach sure no gaffield in his human form because he does understand the life of a seagull and does bring big bags of french fries to the beach um Mm -hmm. So they know and like him. But as a seagull, again, he's just a member of the crowd to them. Then an organization that you have an in with. I am going to say that Gaffield is connected to just through blood. Like there's a low level Illuminati type organization (laughs) that like technically has got like legacy membership in because his great great grandfather or whatever invented gaffer's tape. So like he gets a lot of mail from them that he never opens. But like that that's and they expect him to be places he's rarely there. Yeah, that happened. I was in a sorority in college, and it was basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> really, for just a split second, the hope in my heart that you were going to be like, yeah, I'm in a cult. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. he's in a cult. I, I'll, like, I'll get, you know, he had to, like, growing up, there were a lot of, you know, how if you're not super religious, but, like, you might go to church on Easter and Christmas and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, there are certain holidays and things that he participated in the cult, like, the eyes wide shut parties or whatever like he had to go to the daycare while his parents did that sort of thing mm. so yeah. you know he, i know like and that's how you like meet other disney channel stars is like your parents are everybody's in the cult so like you meet and uh then eventually work together that is how i've made most of my friends yeah. uh so i get yeah. it yeah uh okay so the last the last part of character creation here i want to not necessarily we don't need to necessarily hash it out for the audience, but more for ourselves to know your character goal to have in your head. One thing that that might be that might drive you. There are some examples in the PDF, like keeping your day job, hiding your secret, curing your curse, etc. But it could be anything, just something to keep in mind as we play through as like a goal for your character. What we're going to do next, though, together is create our city that we're going to play in. And to do that, together we got to pick two strengths and one problem. The PDF does give us some examples like uh, reliable public transport, 
uh, lots of parks, friendly populace, clean water sources. I would suggest one that is based on what Matt's character creation gave us, which is that I'm going to say that we have a maybe we have a very very efficient waste management. Uh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which for Bigsby might be a problem. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to frolic. Yeah. Yeah. We can have it as strength. Yeah, I think that that is a, uh, it's a strength of the city, not necessarily beneficial to all the critters in the city. Mm. What do we think there could be a second strength for us? My initial, like, impulse is always good public transport, but that's just because I live in the Midwest, and so anytime I can fulfill that just dream, I'm always excited. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a walkable city. Yeah. Move really to Chicago, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's where it's at. I know. You, you don't have to tell me I'm aware. I, uh, <laughs> Give I, me a couple years. Oh, I, I, I want this for you. Uh, also, you know, would love it for New York City one day. If we could if we could get that that'd be great and then we need a problem uh the pdf gives us some examples feral cats pest eradication uh hostile architecture and heavy traffic but i'm open to any and all suggestions that you might have okay okay so this is a like because I established LA earlier, um, we are definitely, we gotta be in the future a little bit here um, yeah. because we did also propose that there's an extremely efficient waste management system there, <laughs> which yeah. has not been Maybe my experience Maybe we're in like a shade of LA, like a, yeah. a, a, a uh, no, alternate I, I like, this is, this is like, yeah, this is either future LA or like uh, some sort of split timeline LA. Um, cyber LA. Maybe LA really gets its shit together in like five <laughs> do years. Do you want to do cyber LA? <laughs> I do kind of want to do cyber LA. <laughs> Let's do cyber LA. Let's go. Yeah, there's a, a big pyramid now. <laughs> Wow, like, just like Memphis. <laughs> Man, Bass Pro Shops, really, yeah. So I'm going to say the problem is, like in some cyberpunk dystopias, there are massive free-floating billboards that advertise mm -hmm. things. And I'm going to say they're, they're of varying sizes. And they project these holograms that look like food. So not only do we have this like waste management system, uh, there's phantom food that is just all um, around the city. It's extremely confusing and frustrating. Yeah, and I would mm. say that this is also like uh, not just a negative for the critters involved. Uh, for like the human population, this is like a light pollution issue. It's like there's always these like, you know, kind of, otherworldly lights and, and billboards going on that are, are cluttering the, the vision of the city. Yeah, love that. They're even so hyper-realistic that sometimes you go to chow down on your favorite meal and then, ah, oh, beans, it's a hologram. I didn't make this, <laughs> this at all. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be sitting down at like a fast casual restaurant and you'll go to like take an appetizer and you're like, oh, I didn't order this appetizer as your hand passes right through it. It's there on the table to make you want that appetizer more. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What yeah. a terrible place Dreadful. Cyber LA is. <laughs> I'm so mad at it already. But it does have public transport. It does. That's really good. Really good waste management and killer public transport. But I yeah. Which, I actually, I think a vision of LA that has good public transit is the most cartoonishly ridiculous thing that we have proposed. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Yeah, the holograms that. are fine. I can see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do we feel good about these characters? Do we feel good about this city? I'm, so I'm extremely excited about Cyber LA. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be I honest. That this really sold like me on Blade this. This is Blade Runner, but better. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, can can Bigsby have cyber augmentations, or are we not that far in the future? Where we're cyber augmenting the animals? No, the, in the no, city? Bigsby. Yeah, oh. don't be ridiculous, James. <laughs> no, yeah. no, animals no. are perfect <laughs> beings. They don't need new augmentations. <laughs> but your human form can have augmentations. That is actually cool. a, a, a part of this uh, game is that in I your human- 10 foot vertical leap <laughs> just from standing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Nothing to help me land. That was extra. 
Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not made of money. You just have you to catch the, the floating billboards. That's, yeah. <laughs> you have to It's actually, hope and it's pray. an epidemic. People are trapped on billboards all the time. They jump up and they grab on and they just... <laughs> the, uh... The, like, the old uh, saying of, like, firemen uh, getting cats down from trees has changed to over-eager jumpers who are <laughs> hanging on to billboards super high up. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Let's, let's visit Cyber LA and see what shakes out. This city is as noisy as it is day and night equally. So sometimes it's hard to tell, especially with all of the light from these adverts, billboards, and floating uh, drones that carry fake meals to and fro to entice people on the street. So the day is sometimes hard to discern, but it is definitely day now. And Bigsby, you know that because you're saddled up at work uh, and you wouldn't be here if it weren't between the hours of nine to five. And at work, at your desk, there's not really a lot for you to do. There's smells coming in from the window, cartoon waves of scent drifting in to entice you, those not put there by the by the city of Cyber LA, those just coming from the garbage heap that is steaming under the hot LA sun outside your window. Your phone rings and it is a familiar office number. Tries to shunt away the delicious smells of this rotting garbage. Flicks open the phone. Need to be human for a few a few more minutes before the end of the workday. <laughs> hey, Billy, how you doing? How's the how's the money? Did we sell the triple X uh, five hundred cars for the uh, multi million yet? Of course we did. What do you think? I <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at my job. No, come on. Of course we did. <laughs> oh no, of course. I I know. I understand. But it was a little joke between us. <laughs> how can I help you, my How can I help you, my 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 dear business partner and friend? <laughs> All right, calm down. We're, 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 you know, it's, it's going good. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to check in on you because, uh, uh, well, after work, we're going out for a couple of beers to celebrate the big sale. You want to come? Ooh. You know, Billy, papers need pushing, things need filing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit it into my, my, my busy schedule today. Talking about after work, bud. After work, remember? Hey, listen. After the office closes? When you work for waste management, the grind never stops. You're always working, always on the clock. All right, all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you're going for a promotion or anything, but, uh, you know, if you don't want to go, it, it's, it's no big deal. But, uh, you know, I keep telling the guys that you're cool. That you, you know, that you're like a part of the team. Hey, we're going to say you twisted my arm, Billy. Hey, I'll uh, I'll see you after work. Yeah, I'll see you after work. I'll see you after work. I'll swing by the office. Hey, 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 what? hey. Uh, what, what, what bar are we going to? We're going to the only bar in town. The uh, Mosquito Inn down the, down the lane. Oh, is that the place that's like, that's... That has like a one star on the food rating. It's like real rancid place. Yeah, well, we don't want anybody to see us, you know. Yeah, that sounds yeah, we're great. Get up to some that nonsense. sounds great. I'm in. That sounds like a beautiful time. I'd love to go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll see you there, buddy. <laughs> hey, I might even be there a little earlier. <laughs> well, don't. We're we're gonna go together. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, no, I'll see you. We look. We're clocking. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I'll see you. I'll come by the office. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah okay. You're doing. You're, you're doing great, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Hangs up. Kind of, kind of opening hours down at the Mosquito Inn, where uh, I, I assume this bar kind of really only comes alive at night. Like maybe, maybe it, it it picks up for like a happy hour in the last couple hours of of daylight, but mostly operates at night. 
what are you what are you doing to prepare Sue Pom Pom? So you know like the the back room, like kind of toward the alley where you like load in things and there's extra crates and stuff. I think Sue has a tiny little possum bar going on there in that uh just like <laughs> leaves, you know, trash and things kind of off in this corner for their possum friends. Yeah. And is going inside and is super excited to do human things. Like you take the you take the soft thing and make it wet and then you rub it all over stuff and then those things are wet but they're not as wet as the soft thing. And then um, you have all of these bottles and you take things from one bottle and put it in another to make sure they're like full and things. And uh, sometimes you take sharp stuff and stab it, but you don't want to stab yourself because then it hurts really bad like someone bites you. And uh, (laughs) so I think they're just kind of going around and prepping the bar and just like, you know, cutting up lemons, but then like wandering off. And uh, just instead of like taking the trash out to the dumpster, definitely just leaves it open and pours it out over in their little possum bar. And like the manager has told them to stop doing it, but it just never sinks in. So they just accepted it because Sue will also literally always work and take anyone's free shift ever. Perfect. <laughs> just as you're sort of setting up like out from like the, the, the basement of this place, the door like kind of slams open and uh, exterminator in a, a you know blue kind of one piece uniform carrying some equipment kind of comes up and like <clears throat> closes the door behind him uh i don't know uh i don't know what you were talking about there's there's no bugs yeah i thought you were going to bring them uh sorry uh I well, because because last time you came, you picked up all the bugs. I thought you like I thought you rehomed them, and I, I could use some. Okay, okay. Uh, this is Los Angeles, after all. Okay. <laughs> um, look, and just sort of like takes out one of his business cards, flips it over, <laughs> and like scribbles a different number on the back, and it's like. Look, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but like, if you want the bugs we pick up at the end of the day, you come by the office before we, you know, take them out. I, you can take as many as you want. I can't technically tell you that because some people might use it to say hire us to come and pick up infinite bugs. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yes, I, trust I know you. what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, if you were to do that. I was never here. What? You get it. Exactly. Good. Okay. And these are the numbers. Oh, I got a box to put the numbers in. I, I've done this. I'm really good at this. Do I do I do it now? Or do you want to be gone? Because sometimes if you go, then I can talk to you through the box. Just give me uh, like 20 minutes. I got I to gotta pack up for the day. I got one more job. Okay. Thank you. You got it. Uh, and he, he... They give him a big hug. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, whatever makes you happy, I guess. This makes me very happy. Thank you for asking. I Have a lovely evening. That's a new one. It's another word for night. <laughs> You're getting pretty good with that vocabulary, I might say. Uh, and you know, it's a thankless job being an exterminator. I, I appreciate you. Ooh, that's a good one. Appreciate. I'm going to save that one for later. Well, good. I hope you get to use it soon. All right. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Thanks for the standing gig. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, he goes ahead and moseys. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. When in Rome by Avocado Junkie. Apex Program by Cody Martin. And All Other Things Considered and Cats and Dogs Living Together by Dresden the Flamingo. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy.
Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Critters in Concrete. We've got more of that coming. In the meantime, reminder that the One Shot Network will be seeing you at Gen Con this year, August 3rd through the 6th in Indianapolis, Indiana. Remember to check the show notes and grab tickets for all of our various panels and performances ahead of time so you don't miss out. Tickets do sell out. As a heads up and a reminder, we're strongly encouraging all attendees to wear masks throughout any of One Shot Network's events this year. But performers may be unmasked during said performances in order to ensure the audience hears them clearly. Please do make the best decision you can to protect yourself while enjoying our shows. Also, a big thanks to everyone who supports the One Shot Network on Patreon. But if you're looking to support the show in a non-monetary capacity... Tell a friend about us or leave a rating or review on iTunes. Giving five stars increases our visibility and a written review will help others find the show and warms our hearts. Here, I'll give you an example just for fun. Wow, that new one-shot host Dylan is so handsome and so charming. I laughed so hard at everything he said. I can't wait to hear her in a hundred more episodes of my favorite RPG podcast, One Shot. See? Easy. And please tune in next time for the continuation of Critters and Concrete. Later, gamers. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Fantastic.